NFR Extra follows all your favorite cowboys, interviews legends of rodeo, and talks to the best of country music. Follow Nevada Caldwell, Ryland Bentley, and Steve Godert every week as they delve deep into the stories behind the road to gold in Vegas at the National Finals Rodeo. It's revealing, comedic, and sometimes emotional. Find it on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. NFR Extra. All dirt, all rodeo, all year. You've done it. You've qualified for your first national finals rodeo. And now that you're here, you need to get something done. Yeah. Every everybody that has rooted you on all year or has been a fan is now watching on the literally the biggest stage in rodeo and you back in the box and you've got a few butterflies like, man, I I can't mess up at this point. Yeah. I need to I need to follow through and show everybody while I was why why I'm here. And uh Backed in there on my first one, blew the barrier out, threw the wine out of one, one third in the round, and I knew at that point it was on. And nice, dude. Needed to keep keep my foot on the gas pedal from that point forward. NFR Extra, episode 100. We start our 100th episode with Casey Field and Jacob Edler from the top of Circa at the Legacy Club in downtown Las Vegas. We catch both champs before they embark on the summer rodeos back in May. This is part one of three with the 2020 Wrangler National Finals Rodeo champions, including Paul Eves, the Wright brothers, Ryder and Stetson, and Shad Money Mayfield. Give you a little, little tidbit. So there's there's a Wednesday night now for Cowboy Christmas. Not a Wednesday, a Wednesday night. So we're opening a day earlier with Cowboy Christmas, but at night. Like, come shop at Cowboy Christmas at night. The only time you'll ever get to do this. Far more details there's going to be music acts. There's going to be... Well, Brylin, dude, are you aware of anything that you're living right now that you know? There is going to be a tree lighting ceremony to kind of open up Las Vegas in general. I don't really know that one exists for Las Vegas, so we are excited to implement this in the convention center. Other than the tree lighting ceremony, our vendors, we have just under 350 vendors that'll be joining us in this area. They will all be open to shop from 5 to 10 p.m., which we know is going to be my prime time shopping. I feel like this is Black Thursday or Black Friday or whatever it is. (laughs) when everybody gets up at like three o'clock in the morning and they lose their mind and there's going to be a line outside and no holds barred getting through there and people just freaking out and losing their mind. That's awesome though too, because that's, you know, there's so many people that get there earlier, you know what I mean? And have stuff to do all day long. So it provides an opportunity to, okay, we've been here for three days already, four days or a week or whatever it is already. Let's just go chill out and go walk around and check it out, experience, you know, the tree lighting. And, and again, I think that the neat thing about all that is how many people I talk to, oh, dude, you take your kids to Vegas. I'm like, I, my kids love Vegas because I mean, it's all about what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like there's bars in my town, but I don't take my kids to the bar. There's bars in Vegas. Don't take kids to the bar. The fun stuff that's in Vegas, the, the family experiences that you can have in Las Vegas, that's pretty neat. And I think that's something that's embraced by a lot of the people that have families. This is a good opportunity to make memories. Yeah. And, and it adds to this whole getting back to Vegas. Hey, we're back, but here's another, it's not just, let's just go doing the same thing that we've done in the past. So you get this whole, this special touch for shopping it at night, Cowboy Christmas, which we've never done before. The other thing is, you know, you can have live music. I mean, there's a million other things going on at that time. Just add this one more component to that, that I 
really kicks off. Hey, man, Stephen, you get to enjoy it, right? Because typically you are in the middle of Wrangler Rodeo Arena doing Junior World Finals all 10 days. So you get to come hang out with your family or wife or however you... However you're shaking that, man. I don't know, but um, you get to come in. Wife, girlfriend, fiance, one of the three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't edit that shit out. <laughs> I hope he leaves that in there just for her. She's staring at me right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I mean, what a great piece. I mean, there's, there'll be more to come. You know, this is something that's, that's been kicked off, but there'll be more additive of just entertainment units. I'm sure there'll be crazy drink specials as we get closer or who knows what Mr. Gardner will be able to pull out of his cowboy hat on that. I also love the fact that Vegas always tries to one up. You know what I mean? Let's be better than last year. Let's be better than two years before. Let's let's just continue to grow and provide new experiences. And I think that's one of the awesome things and why it is such a destination spot for people to come to Las Vegas during the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the music like and what our boy Shane Miner will do. You know, I mean, he's already yes. got the lineup that's coming on. So, again, I mean, just it's a nice kickoff. And yeah, you're right, man. It's kind of like a Black Wednesday or something. I don't know. Making that up, but it doesn't sound all that good as like Black Friday does. But you can't say like a, you don't want to say like a shady Wednesday or something either. It's like a <laughs> like a doomsday Wednesday starting tonight. Like oh. a welcoming Wednesday, maybe, guys. Yeah, right. Gosh. That sounds so why It was literally right in front of us and we left it there. Yeah. Welcoming Wednesday, you know, we're welcoming you back. Welcome back to Las Vegas. We are opening up. We are turning the lights on. We are going shopping. We are spending the money. Let's do it. You, uh, I know something probably we haven't talked about on this show um, is that announcement for Cowboy Christmas with uh, the Cowboy Channel. So the other part is, you know, you're going to have live cameras, right? Constantly at Cowboy Christmas, and this will be no different. So, again, for the rodeo fans that watch Cowboy Channel all the time, Love being a, now will be a part of that when they come to Vegas. I'm sure that Patrick Gotch and uh, Mr. Metters and the team over there, they will have a lot more coverage of just that night as it kicks off, as you're now saying, Triple B is welcoming Wednesday for that entire team. So, I mean, it's, again, it'll be a big hoopla, man. So, yeah, you're right. We always got to one-up things. It definitely makes the challenging and raising the bar always tough when you work in the event business, but it also makes it that much enjoyable as well. I mean, it's, it's what makes it... <laughs> It also makes sure that none of us in this office do the exact same thing every year because let me tell you, it is always changing. Yeah, that never happens. Yeah, that <laughs> never. <laughs> well, not even the logos. Everything kind of. No, everything changes. literally is changed, updated, revamped, whatever it is. It is visited, it is talked about, it is made better of any possible way. The critiquing process for, for what we do as a business, I think, is so crucial. And yeah, you're right. As you're, as you're learning here, is, and which is great, I think, for you being a young person being a part of this business, man, it's so awesome when you get to see, oh, how do you get better? Uh, whatever the whatever the 11th day is of NFR, that's when that starts for the next one and, and it just doesn't stop. The nitpicking is genuinely what makes, I think, this the best it can be because we just... We as a team sit and nitpick every detail of the NFR of Cowboy Cowboy Channel, Cowboy Christmas, Junior World Finals. Every element of Las Vegas gets assigned, what is it, probably 10 to 30 elements of change, review. And it's open too. You know, I, I think it's awesome to bring that up because what it does, and it shows the leadership of the entire team, a la the president, that it allows you 
as even a young person, because I think when you hear other organizations, the young people may not have a voice or they're afraid to say something or something of that nature. And the fact that you get to go kind of like uh, Tom Hanks from, from the toys, like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get that. What are you doing? You get to do that, right? And I think that's important because sometimes you may bring up something that everyone was afraid of. It was like, well, I thought everyone got it. Like, no, they don't. And if they represent a good portion of the people coming through our building, you got to look at that, you know, and you got to address that. And that's, uh, I think it's cool. I mean, it's, it definitely makes you better. It makes everybody better. Keeps you on your toes. We have to address that that was not the movie Toys with Tom Hanks, but Big with Tom Hanks. Damn, dude, my God. Okay. So, <laughs> wait, what? Toy. I don't even, what am I even talking about? What's Toy? Am I even right? He wasn't even in a movie called Toy, right? No. He Toy Story. True. But then that was about toys. Exactly. It's even better. See? No. You can even sit there, I don't get it, Envy. And it would have been like exactly that. Yeah. For all that are listening, I'm raising my hand because I do not get it. <laughs> but it is. It was a. Uh, it was a building that turned into a robot. It was like, that. That doesn't. I don't know if I play. With I don't it. get it. <laughs> Enjoy our conversation with five-time world champ Casey Field and steer wrestling champion Jacob Edler on NFR Extra. NFR Extra follows Cowboys, talks to legends and country stars, and finds the stories that make up the season that leads to the annual showdown in December. Follow me, Nevada Caldwell, Ryland Bentley, and Steve Goder as we delve deep into the stories in and behind the road to gold. Listen to NFR Extra on Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM every Monday at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern, with a re-air Tuesday in the same time slot. NFR Extra, all dirt, all rodeo, all year. Hi, this is Ben Londo. I'm the rodeo coach at Cal Poly, and I'm joining you on NFR Extra. Growing up a farm boy in Iowa, steer wrestler Jacob Edler said he had never even swung his leg over a horse until he was 14 years old. Fast forward to 2020, he moved from ninth place to first to win his first world championship at his first NFR. Boy, that is a lot of firsts. I forgot to mention, he also won his first average title, too. And he wasn't done with firsts, as he added one more cherry on top this past spring. Jacob became a dad to daughter, Taylor Edler. Jacob Edler, Uncle Eddie, welcome to NFR Extra. Actually, welcome back to NFR Extra, sir. How are you doing, man? We're here at uh, Legacy Club, Circa, looking Vegas. How are you feeling right now? I'm feeling really good. I'm happy to be in Vegas. Uh, just had a child two weeks ago, so it was really nice to just go to my room and go to bed for the entire night. That was pretty awesome. So you could probably sleep about 24 hours straight right now. Yes, sir. <laughs> It'd be cool if your wife called you every time she got up just to oh, check in gosh. and see how. That'd be terrible. I love you. <laughs> Do you? Do you love me right now? <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, there's makeup two weeks, time. Right? So your baby girl, she's two weeks old. She is two weeks old. And what'd you name her? Taylor May Edler. Taylor May. So that's May, May like the month. May like the month, but uh, we actually it's short for Mabel, the mayor that I rode at the finals. Oh, this past year. how cool I like is that? that? Yeah, that's that's naming them right. That's oh, yeah. awesome, man. <laughs> no pun intended. Though. Yeah. Yeah, but That's I mean, I, I mean, we were just talking about this earlier with you, man, but like your year, I mean, you can't script this any better for what you do as a cowboy and as, well, now as a dad. What's that feeling been like, man? If you go back to, well, 
May of 2020 and where you're living now? Man, I'll tell you, like, May of 2020 last year, I was really financially kind of in a bind. I was rodeoing off a credit card. I did not know exactly what I was going to do. Well, shoot, I'd been doing that the past five years of my life. And finally, last year, I decided that it was time to quit messing around. It was time to get really serious about this. And really what what helped me the most is having having the support from my now fiance Mariah. She, uh, she really got me on track and I really decided what I needed to do in life and, and uh, grew up quite a bit and decided that this was gonna be my job and my occupation and everything just kinda fell into place. Yeah, man. Yeah, I did slightly. Yeah. Awesome. Right now. The crazy thing is, you are a rookie as far as competing at the NFR in Las Vegas. Yes. So that's the crazy thing, man. You're coming here with being a world champion, but never having competed in the Thomas and Mac. But do you have a, a moment or an experience from watching the NFR in Las Vegas that has really stuck with you? You know, uh, growing up in college, or sorry, in college, one of the three movies that I owned was uh, the 94 NFR Steer Wrestling and the 2001 NFR Steer Wrestling. And uh, I also had a uh, tape of Dumb and Dumber. And that's, uh, those are the (laughs) only things that I watched over and over and over again and uh, being able to watch those NFRs and being able to visualize yourself there like it felt like I showed up last year to Arlington knowing how to win a world championship by watching all that and I know that Arlington doesn't have the same effect as uh, Vegas does but I'm just going to go back to those roots and and, uh go at them just like I did last year when I show up here this year. That is awesome, man. I like that mindset, too, of like, hey, you know, I mean, you you already have to have the set of like, I've already won this thing. Like, I'm here to win this thing. I'm a champion, and it's just night at a time, day at a time. What was your experience, though, on the first time competing at the National Finals Rodeo? Round number one, what did that feel like? You know, uh, it was was pretty nerve-wracking showing up like You've, you've done it. You've qualified for your first national finals rodeo. And now that you're here, you need to get something done. Yeah. Every Everybody that has rooted yawn all year or has been a fan is now watching on the literally the biggest stage in rodeo. And you back in the box and you've got a few butterflies. Like, man, I, I can't mess up at this point. Yeah. I need to I need to follow through and show everybody while I was, why, why I'm here. And uh, backed in there on my first one, blew the barrier out, threw the wine out of one, one third in the round, and I knew at that point it was on. And nice, dude. needed to keep keep my foot on the gas pedal from that point forward. Yeah, having a having a baby on the way too, that had to be a little bit more incentive. For sure. Like at first, when I first found out I was going to be a dad, I was I was pretty nervous and wondering if rodeo really was the right path I need to stay on. I, I wondered if I needed to do something with a little bit more stability instead of actually rodeoing. But, uh, you know, I, I decided that uh, I'd qualified for the finals. 
and uh, it might be the last NFR I ever get to go to is what I thought you know back then when yeah. I found it out and it's like I better dedicate my life to the next 80 days getting ready for this rodeo and we practiced as hard as we could every day I put myself in a lot of different scenarios I tried to get myself as mentally prepared as I could and uh, I guess that was the inspiration that I needed to uh, have the end result that I did yeah. in Arlington. Yeah. Where's your? Wh- how are you doing now, man? Twenty twenty one. I mean, things are kind of. We ain't. We're we're, we're almost post pandemic. It seems like definitely for rodeo. How are you feeling right now? How is everything going? Everything's going pretty good. Uh, I've got about twenty two thousand one right now, and I'm sitting eighth in the world. And honestly, I I've. I've expected myself to have a better winner than I have, and I wondered if I lost a little bit of inspiration once I did strap that gold buckle on, like I might have relaxed a little bit. And uh, I know now that you know it, it doesn't matter what you did last year. You've got to you've got to work just as hard as you did the year before, and and really put your nose to the grindstone and take take advantage of every opportunity and stay humped up every single day because once you weaken you know we're a pack of wolves yeah we're all going to try to get to the top and knock whoever was on top off last year and keep rolling on so it's it's time to and you know like i said it hadn't been a terrible winter it's been pretty decent we're sitting in a pretty decent spot right now but it's it's that time to really get my head on and get back on that gas pedal get back after where did you i forget were you 10th coming in last year where were you at when you i was ninth coming in yeah, last yeah. year okay so you're doing better when you came in man so uh I, but it's no easy task what how does the rest of the rodeo season look for you i mean obviously a lot better than last year when you had all that money you could win or coming in this year i mean how are you looking stacking up how are you feeling about going into the rest of the year I feel great. Uh, this year, I'm actually rodeoing with uh, Bridger Anderson and Stockton Graves. And Stockton, he is a veteran at this sport. Uh, been everywhere at least 20 times in his career and knows knows how to get to the NFR, knows how to make a living at this. And uh, me being under his wing, I'm very confident that we're all going to have a very successful this year, year this year. I want to backtrack just a little bit. Steve mentioned that you will be a world champion rookie entering the Thomas and Mack building. The Thomas and Mack is something that most rodeo competitors dream about their whole life. What is one thing that you're looking forward to most? I'm looking forward to turning one straight back and freaking out. (laughs) I'm talking, you know, I have fun everywhere I go, it seems like, but... You want to talk about me doing some celebrating? Eighteen thousand people on top of me with that energy. You're gonna see some wild shit from Jacob Edler. Yeah. I promise you that. That is awesome, man. Have the cameras ready. Yeah, be set to go. <laughs> you know what's crazy, man? Too is like the steer wrestling is one of the events that you look at to where, like you said, it's a pack of wolves, man. I mean, like everybody is just aggressive and hunting. And other, I mean, you look at the rough stocks, some of them guys, they, you know, they'll have a big lead, you know, two, three, the top two and three guys, they'll have a big lead. It seems like almost every single year in the steer wrestling, like from one to 15, if you stub your toe, somebody else is going to bump up. Like it's, it just seems like it's that tight. So like to what you're saying is like, it doesn't matter what you did last year because it's about this year and you got to rock and roll, man. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's awesome. So again, with, you know, I mean, not wanting to hammer on this, that, that being a rookie, but 
coming to Vegas is going to be different. You know, I mean, especially when we open it all up, it's going to be wide open. Everything's going to be set to go. Cowboy Christmas, autographs. You're going to have a lot more distractions coming into Vegas. Do you, are you planning on having a game plan to keep you on focus when you come here in December? Oh, for sure. Just going to try to stick to a routine every day, and I'll have my wife and my baby out here and be able to spend as much time with them as I can and, yeah. and uh, just show up when it's time to show up and go take care of business. Yeah. Man. Speaking of taking care of business, I mean, it'd be a tight cabin group, but you went around and celebrate. You could have a baby brother or sister. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably hold off on that for a little while. He's, yeah. he's still in the no sleep phase. It, it, I don't think that's it, it happening. Sounds yet. good to say that. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> NFR babies are a thing. Yep. My daughters, we got married. I got married. My wife and I got married in Vegas, and then my youngest daughter, her birthday is on our anniversary. So, got to be careful, man. You bet. NFR Extra with our guest, 2020 Steer Wrestling Champion Jacob Eller. After the break, we'll wrap up our conversation. Looking for tickets to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo? StubHub is the official secondary and fan-to-fan site of the rodeo. Fans can buy and sell their tickets through a safe and secure online marketplace. Visit nfrexperience.com. Hi, I'm world champion bull rider Sage Kimsey, and you're listening to NFR Extra. NFR Extra with Jacob Edler. Have you been to Vegas besides what we're talking about here for 2021? I mean, you have you been to the NFR as a fan or anything like that in the past? In 2016, I broke my leg in the fall right before my circuit finals. And I actually came out here and I was on a knee scooter the whole time. It was a real big pain, but uh, I was here selling horse trailers. Really? Yep. So at Cowboy Christmas or just in general? of like what? At uh, Cowboy Christmas. Really? Yeah. It happens. Yeah. A lot. It's all there. It's all there. Hey, what? I've I've always been on the hustle. If I can't do nothing, like if I got hurt, I needed to do something to try to get some yeah. income rolling in. So. so, I'll ask this now. Then, if you had to work but you didn't need the money, what would you do? Oh, I'd ranch for sure. Which. You know, you can work your ass off at ranching and not make any money yeah. out of that. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's it's true. like the more you run, the more you lose. Yep. Yeah, that's you got our calf on your on your shirt there, so that's that's a pretty impressive that you you've got the rodeo deal and then you've got the cattleman side of it too. So Oh yeah. Yeah. But and you run quite a few you, you run some uh, calves on, on wheat, right? Yep. Uh pasture calves. Years past I've always leased some wheat pasture. And, uh, turn yearlings out. This past year, I decided that I was just going to put all my focus into rodeo. And okay. you know, during uh, during the finals, my calves—that's normally the week that they get turned out on wheat. And I did not want to worry about having stuff that was sick and have having somebody else take care of my stuff. So I actually took a break from having any cattle turned out this year. But uh, I actually just invested in some land in Alva the other day and plan on being back in full swing in the cattle business this year. Nice. This fall, though, we're not shipping steers. We're running one at a time. You bet. Let's make some money that way. You bet. Hey, let's talk about music. Oh, for sure. 
So, ask uh, the contestants tonight, and obviously, you seem like a rock and roll. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm not going to judge you what kind of music you might listen to, but you're in the box. What's going on, man, to get you ramped up and, and that would define uh, Uncle Eddie here on on when you're right? Well, honestly, cousin Eddie. Cousin my bad, my Eddie. bad, cousin yeah. Eddie. When I'm backed in the cousin box, Eddie. it's actually complete silence. Like I can't hear the crowd. I can't hear anything. I I feel like I've meditated enough to where I can completely focus in on what my job is supposed to be now. Pre-rodeo, it is 110% Kid Rock. Yeah. Nice. New Kid Rock or Old Kid Rock? <laughs> old Kid Rock. Yeah, Which yeah, Kid yeah. Rock are we going? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will crank that up. <laughs> God bless Saturday. I mean. That's kind of my anthem is yeah. you never met a motherfucker quite like me. <laughs> because there's only one Jacob Ether. I oh. promise you that. Las Vegas stand back. <laughs> yeah, so this is, this is kind of weird. But uh, I actually messaged Kid Rock on Facebook and asked him to come to my first NFR and come party with me. And he didn't open it or respond, what which it? I'm kind of glad he didn't because that probably would have derived a little bit of my focus. Yeah. So he's actually playing in Fort Worth at the Billy Bob's, I think, August 12th or 21st. Really? Yeah. Fun fact. I'd really like to meet and possibly party with Kid Rock. Man, we got to see Dude, what we can have, do, man. I was trying up. to have go you, down there. Have you ever been to a Kid Rock concert? I've never got to go to a Kid yeah, Rock okay, concert. Man. I have. What? Don't. Yeah. I'm sad because I've still not been. I've been to one Kid Rock concert. That's fantastic. And this dude shows up, and it's no shit. He, he rocks yeah. the way he lives and lives the way he rocks. He's got a bottle of Jim Beam, and he went from guitar to piano uh, to drums to turntables. And, I mean... He's got the girls on the side doing the whole thing, and you're like, Do you, I don't, I've never met him. Like you. <laughs> That's a bad son of a bitch right there, man. Oh, yeah. But that dude is like, and he's legit. He's 100%. He's got the born free eagle tattoo and takes it off. I mean, still rocking. I'm you like, bet. God dang it. God, man, you listen to his music, and it has inspired me. Like, it's all, it's all positive. It's a lot of it is putting your nose to the grindstone, yeah. and good things will happen, and keeping your head up. and well, Patriotic too, man, no, and yeah. him and like uh, uh, Hank Jr. They're, I mean, like they were pretty tight. I know that they've got some stuff that they've done before, but like Kid Rock is, I mean, he's like the yeah, he's an artist, man, a hundred percent. But he's like a he's he's just a badass American. Oh yeah, he, <clears throat> I am the big hairy American winning machine, and that is the <laughs> badass singing American winning machine. Also, right? What did you do man? this morning? First thing you did this morning? I woke up and I pissed excellence back up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you're ready for Vegas. You better yeah, hope yeah, that Vegas yeah. is ready for you. You bet. That is awesome, man. Oh man, that is super Damn. badass. Oh. So, have you have you been able to experience like much of the offset of Vegas, like any of the restaurants or anything like that? Man, honestly, when I was here selling trailers, I sold trailers all day, and I got drunk all night. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of bars. Yeah, that'll happen. His yeah. favorite yeah. restaurant is the bar. I've never yeah. been so excited to leave a place. When it was time to leave Las Vegas that year. Yeah, that'll happen. Well, my, my first year, it's crazy that I'm here having a Coors Light talking with you because my first year that I came here, I was doing the Benny Binion Buck and Horse and Bull Sale, and I had to, uh, I had I slept on the floor of some guys that had a room. I didn't, I was too broke to have a room. They didn't pay for the sale. The first year, I didn't even get a buckle. 
and then like the next year I got a buckle and then the year after so I got two other I got two buckles but it's like dude Vegas it's kind of the thing is like you want to be there you got to hustle you got to put forth the work uh, but then you continue to grow and see what it's all about but as far as really experiencing Las Vegas it was probably I was probably here for probably five six or seven years before I got to like oh this is a nice restaurant let's go here and then my wife so it's like we're going to this restaurant we're going to that restaurant tonight I'm going to tell you right now dude we go downstairs to Barry's and this place will blow your mind. I think it's like 90-day dry-aged beef yeah. oh, sitting bet. on Himalayan salt. They've got the tomahawks. they got the ribeyes, the New Yorks. So, like, as a cattleman, you go look at the top third of Prime, and it's sitting right there. It's beautiful. Yeah. Steaks. And then you bring the wife here. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, she. you thought that she churched you up before. Like, wait, to, no, this is what we're doing now. You bet. Well, it's crazy. Like, two years ago, if I would have came to Vegas... I would have been real adamant on going out and uh, getting as drunk as I possibly could have. But now, anymore, uh, I would take a, a very nice steak dinner over uh, yeah. going out and getting drunk. Like I yeah. found out that this beer drinking, the older you get, the harder it is on the old body. <laughs> it takes me three days to recover from a hangover it's anymore. It's terrible. It, hey, but you oh, can't drink better. all day unless you start in the morning, son. Uh, <laughs> college rodeo coach called up yeah. the brown bottle flu. Oh, he yeah. didn't feel very bad about you, it. Hey, in Vegas, you turn that hangover to a hang on and you keep on rolling. Do you bet. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But, uh, dude, I tell you what, it's going to be awesome to see you back here. And with the confidence that you got from a world championship underneath you and then come to the Thomas and Mac and then, you know, perform in front of your wife and your baby girl and all the thousands of friends and fans that you've got. Uh, 2021, Las Vegas, Thomas and Mac, stand back. We, hey, my God, it's New Year and it's not October 1st yet. Yeah. You know, I fully expect myself to make it, but uh, I've dang sure just got to keep a level head and do my job and make sure all the chips fall into place and not expect anything. I need to go out there and get it earned again. Yeah, 100%, man. Yeah. Running with wolves. Running yeah. with wolves. Well, hey, thanks, man. This you is bet. awesome, and thanks for time. Hey, have a good time while you're here, and um, we got to get you back home. we gotta, like, yeah. got to bring you back somewhere like September, October. I like it. See where your mindset's at. See how ready you are for Vegas. Ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Hopefully, we'll be talking to the number five or the number one spot guy when you're when you're in that position in September. You bet. Yeah, well, keep on kicking ass, bud. Yes, sir. Right on. Thank you, sir. Thank you. In Las Vegas, December can only mean one thing. The Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. The NFR is the culmination for the top contestants in the world seeking to share the $10 million purse and the coveted gold buckle. For fans, Las Vegas transforms into the greatest Western party in the world with the NFR experience, which features Cowboy Christmas, the Junior World Finals, nonstop entertainment, custom viewing parties, and so much more. Follow all the action at nfrexperience.com. Great moments, great champions, great memories. There's only one NFR, there is only one Vegas. Hey everybody, this is Glenn Templeton from Nashville, Tennessee, joining you live from NFR Extra. Casey Field has been called the king of bareback riding and is the son of five-time world champ and pro rodeo hall of famer, Lewis Field. It doesn't matter if the NFR is in Arlington, Las Vegas, or somewhere on the moon, Casey is going to shine. And this year, the Utah Cowboy is on a mission to win a six-world title, Las Vegas. 
Mr. Casey Field, wait, I, you know, this is probably now your third time on the show, but we've done call-ins, Zooms, whatever, and now we're sitting here hanging out with you at the Legacy Club here at the Circa, downtown Las Vegas, overlooking Vegas. Welcome to NFR Extra in the physical world, Casey. Man, it feels way better to be physical here, like it just present, Vegas, Legacy Club, this feels good. Yeah. Oh. Dude, 60 floors up. Yeah. I mean, we're 60 <laughs> up here. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it said 26. No, <laughs> you read it wrong. 6 But yeah, no, it, it feels, how's it feel to be back in Vegas? Man, I drove in last night. It was nighttime. And my first memory of coming to the NFR competing, um, coming over the hill and getting so excited when I seen the lights. And this year, without having the NFR here last year because of COVID, coming over the hill and seeing the lights it felt pretty dang good i was pretty dang excited it it's a good feeling to come back to this city yeah that's how like right now we're here summer's getting ready to start how's your 2021 going man 2021's been awesome uh started off really good i haven't won first at a lot of big rodeos but i've been in the money everywhere i feel really good i have a lot of confidence coming off of last year's win uh i've got some big goals things are, are really clear with my riding right now I think that's kind of why I have a lot of confidence. Um, I've accomplished a few goals that uh, are rodeo related, but don't really have anything to do with the sport. But so life is really good. I've, I've dreamed a few things and accomplished that. And it's, it was a big win for me. And so, you know, I'm just looking forward to summer. I can't wait to get going. There's a lot of big rodeos happening that didn't happen last year. And, uh, you know, the end that on my goal that the end goal is obviously a world championship and I, I try to dream about it as much as I can and dreaming about coming to Vegas again it's it gives me a whole new motivation that I haven't had for a few years so I'm pretty dang excited nice dreaming about Vegas and your first NFR delights like you're talking about coming in other than that is there one moment in Vegas that prominently sticks out in your mind uh, my first round win here um, is was pretty special for me. I had a horse called Wise Guys, 90 points. Um, that was awesome. Hell, I don't know. I have so many family memories here with, with my mom, my dad, my brother and sister, and then now with my wife and my kids. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of just great, fun, happy memories that yeah. uh, have happened in here, here in Vegas, and you don't get that feeling anywhere else. Yeah. So. That's crazy with the multi-generational thing. You know, like you said, to be, you know, in the spot that your dad is to where, and it's crazy too, like people, I, I brought my kids here to Vegas and people say, oh man, Vegas is no place for kids. But like those memories you had when you were little and now that you're sharing with your kids, I'm like, on the contrary, man, Vegas is, Vegas is a memory making place <laughs> or you forget a lot too, but you get some good ones you still store. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it really is amazing. My kids have a blast here. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough place for kids, but to bring them here and have them part of what I'm doing and, and you know, things that are going to affect my life the rest of my life yeah. beyond my career and have them be a part of it. So they're more understanding when they're teenagers and I'm not riding anymore. Yeah. So it's, it's a special time of life for sure. And having Absolutely. my kids here in Vegas and celebrating those wins makes it that much more special. So cool. Yeah. That's great. We talk about the memories that are being made here in Las Vegas, but what makes the National Finals Rodeo in Las Vegas unique compared to the rodeos you're competing at throughout the year? The energy. It's the energy here in Vegas. It's honestly like when you drive over the over the hill and you see the lights, you, you get a feeling that you can't replicate. 
And then when you're riding here in the Thomas and Mac and people are right on top of you, literally, I mean, they're right there. You look out of the corner of your eye when your hands crack back in the buck and shoot and you see everybody on the front row like, come yeah. on, you pansy nod, you know, we're sitting here waiting for you. <laughs> Hurry up, you, you got this. Yeah, you, you can't really replicate that feeling of the, of the Thomas and Mac in Vegas. The energy here, you know, when I'm riding, I don't hear anything. Everything's mute. I'm in the zone. But uh, maybe the American toward like five seconds, I can start hearing the crowd. But here in Vegas, when the 10th round, especially from the first jump, when you mark them out and you bring them the first jump and you set your feet and there's that kind of just that hesitation, you hear it here in Vegas and it gets it gets loud as the ride goes on. And it's a special, special feeling that to feel the energy of that many people and then not necessarily have control of that many people. But, you know, your job just created that. It's a pretty cool feeling. The last time you were on, we talked a lot about like your mental preparation and the difference between the Thomas and Mac and being in Texas. But Vegas has distractions, man. Like it's got a lot to where it could be pretty easy for a young buck or even a veteran to be like, I just need this and kind of move away from that. So what does your preparation look like towards as you get closer towards Vegas from say like October, October on mentally and physically, how are you preparing to, to, to beat those distractions? And hey man, and right now you're talking legendary status of going from five to six. Well, I had a good answer until you said that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Ow. That's going to be tough. But no, you know, preparation, it's the same uh, for the NFR. It's take care of all the bumps and bruises from the year. Dream dream of it as much as you can. Dream of the worst situation that you can. Dream of, you know, missing autographs, sessions, putting up with that frustration, uh, that guilt almost for letting people down. Um, Dream of getting stuck in traffic jams on the way to the rodeo and not being able to make the rodeo, being the first event, throwing your stuff on during the, the national anthem, and then your horse running off and ducking and diving, you get a re-ride. You know, that, Dude, yeah. you, you, you got to put yourself in every situation you possibly can. And, and if you've never been here to Vegas, you know, as a, as a young kid, when I came here the first time, I came over the lights and dreamed of a bucking horse in the middle of the arena and me spurring its head off. And now it's like I come over the hill and I dream of waking up in the morning and having a good and wholesome breakfast that can sustain my energy throughout the day until I can get back to the room at 4 o'clock for a 20-minute nap and then go to the rodeo and not fight traffic and get to the sports medicine room and get everything I need and prepare. The, the way that I break it down and prepare now is just completely different. Let's take a quick break, and we will finish our talk with 2020 Wrangler NFR bareback champ Casey Field when we return. Every December, the eyes of the rodeo world are on the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo, the world's richest and most prestigious rodeo. And now you can follow the NFR all year long at nfrexperience.com. You'll find information on Cowboy Christmas and the Junior World Finals, unique blogs and content, access to NFR Extra, and much more. With the Stay in the Loop Club, you'll also have a chance to win a trip for two to Las Vegas 2021 for the world's greatest rodeo. Don't get left in the dust. Stay in the loop, stay in the know, and win at nfrexperience.com. 
Hey, y'all, it's Lainey Wilson, singer-songwriter in Nashville, and I'm here with NFR Extra. We are kicking it with Casey Field on NFR Extra. You've won multiple championships, and just like many other champions in sports, is there a moment that you know you're in a mode that you just everything's blocked out like how do you do that like has that developed over time where when you went back the first time and you won everything was probably just super fast and here you are does everything move slower now or does it you see it in a way that like i'm pretty close to getting this you know when when i'm prepared and i've done everything at home and i've mentally and physically done everything i possibly can before the rodeo when i get to the rodeo it gives me confidence and it gives me calmness that I, I I get from my preparation and it's you know just like at the 10th round of this year at the NFR I have a re-ride and it come down to the re-ride if I was going to be the world champion or not but I've put myself in that situation so many times and and you know I don't know it's like people ask me you know how do you're a great bareback rider what's the one thing you know, how can I say it's one thing? There's a lot of great things or a lot of, you know, things I do different than everybody else that, that gets me to that moment. And, and I honestly credit my, my life to that. I, the experiences that I've lived through, uh, the things I've seen, all of it plays into, you know, that ride, that moment. And it, it can be from that horse having the right amount of grain that morning and that horse showing up and feeling perfect and you know the the trainer or the guy that raised that bucking horse how he tied the neck rope on how i like that there's a lot of little things that that make a a great i don't know ride or a great rider does does do you see it slow down that eight seconds right eight i mean like eight seconds just went by in just the moment we were talking can you see everything slow down now when you ride? Like, do you just oh yeah, like feel that? <clears throat> I I seen it when I was ninety here in two thousand eight. I seen it one time, like where I could I could see everything perfectly, mm. and I could I, when that horse twitches his ear when I nod my head and that gate's open about two inches. To I see that gate open two inches. I can see that out of the corner of my eye. I can see that horse twitch his ear and get ready to go. I can see my spurs. In that horse's neck. You didn't see that coming. I didn't. <laughs> That's called spur over. <laughs> and over the neck. Over the neck. But, like, I can see mane flow, and I can hear my spurs coming up his neck. I can hear his hoofs hitting the ground. I can see the pickup man, what he's doing over here. It, there's things that I can see now that it's just everything that's happened underneath me is routine. And I can – it's just – Chewing bubble gum and blowing bubbles while I ride a bucking horse nowadays. With- I, I see it, you know, it happened once in 2008, and I think it was round seven. But I I can see it. And, I, and some days, say, you know, Fort Smith, Arkansas, there's days I get up on the back of the chutes and I put my hand in the rigging and I go and I ride, and it's like, man, I just, I was a half a second. What, what was the difference there, you know? And it and it plays a role in from how I wake up in the morning till I nod my head. Oh, that's cool. And in Vegas, you, you, I don't. Everything is. I set my day up perfect to where there's not an opportunity for for me not to get in that moment. Nice. So while you're in Vegas, do you set up your favorite place to eat? Yeah, I'm an eater. 
as you you can see. As a bareback rider, it, I'm, I got to shed pounds all the time. It's five pounds is a lot more to hang on to than, I mean, zero or whatever you want to say. But like, I'm an eater. I like to come to Vegas, especially during the NFR, and I like to go either with a sponsor or a family member, and I like to take them and show them where the best place to eat is and have a good steak. And uh, I don't know. There's Michael's down at the South Point. I have so many memories there. It's uh, my sister's birthday, December 11th, so we've celebrated her birthday at Michael's. I don't know for however long Michael's has been there. Lucky. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, that's a favorite place. Um I don't know. Down at downtown, Smith and Lewinsky's is really good. Nice. Um, Binion Steakhouse. Yep. I, I don't know. I I like to come to Vegas and I like to eat. Mm. There's <laughs> so many good places to eat. I gained five pounds just talking about that. <laughs> My mouth watering. Steak yeah. and eggs. Come That's, on. <laughs> stop it. Hey, I want to go back to Thomas Mack Center. Is there a moment you you've been as a kid with your dad? And I don't. Let's ex- kind of move that out of this question. During your time riding, is there a moment that you've been a part of that you've seen that just sticks in your memory, in your heart, someone else riding? It could be any event. Is there any that uh, sticks out to you? Yeah, I remember uh, I remember holding my buckle in 2011, the first world championship I won in the hallway, and, like, the steam coming down the hallway at the end of the week and just like, holy crap, no, you're not, you're no different, but, I mean, you're the champ now. It's, it's over with. There's, the job's done, and it wasn't like... I just remember looking at the buckle and thinking, man, like, what next? Like, holy crap, this is so cool. I want, there's got to be more to this. What where, what am I missing? This feeling. And, and then the steam rolled out and they called my name and it was like, emotions came over. <laughs> it, it was a pretty special moment. That's probably, out of all my wins, I think that's the one that sticks out the most is holding my first world championship buckle. Nice. I listened to a, a deal the other day, and it was uh, David Goggins, and he was saying like how champions don't need motivation; they need discipline. And you, I'm like, having spoken with you and having known you, like your discipline factor is extraordinarily high. However, alongside of that, with the motivation side, if there was a song that you could pick to describe your work ethic, what's that song? Oh man, I don't know. My work ethic? Yeah, your K- your Casey Field. That was a hard question. Uh, that yeah. was. Yeah. There's Curveball. a song. Uh, God, what is it? Who sings that? It's like, yeah, you thought I was dead, now I'm back. Last call right here, buddy. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> How about this uh, one? How about I, this one? I like the song Bob Seger. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, oh, I can't even remember that song. It's a, the, you walk into the restaurant. And all the uh, turn the page. Turn the page. Yeah. Nice. The words yeah. to that song <laughs> is like, yeah. The end of the 4th of July, yeah. and I walk in and into IHOP, and it's like, uh, <laughs> just want some pancakes. <laughs> I'm going to eat this better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I, that's crazy. That song, I feel, I feel like I turn that song on every Sunday night and crank it to 30 yeah. when I'm about 20 miles from home. Yeah. So. Almost there. Yep. <laughs> Repeat. Yep. Yeah. Kick That's down the door, baby. I'm home. <laughs> she better be ready. <laughs> <laughs> that is wonderful. Well, before we let you get back to your job, if you had to work, but you didn't need the money, what would you do? And I can't be a bareback rider? Correct. It's a easy, that's an easy answer. What else? 
man, I don't know. I was thought of being about something, something else. I'd, fireman's cool. Um, cop would be cool. I don't know, probably a fireman. I think that'd be a pretty cool job. If if I didn't have to deal with like going to murder scenes or like cleaning yeah. up stuff like that, but you were called to like save someone out of the burning building, yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. Kittens out of trees. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> you want to serve the community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be cool. Yeah, Especially yeah. like my hometown, Genoa. Yeah. I think that'd be a really fun, fun nice. gig. Yeah. If I didn't awesome. need the money and it was for the service, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, sir, or yeah, no, that's absolutely. Oh, no. yeah. That wasn't as hard of a question as Steve's, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. No, always good. Always yeah. good questions. Well, if, fun hey, stuff, anyways. What um? So where are you going next from here? What do you got on on the uh, tour? Harvey, Montana, this weekend, and then have a few days off, and then go to the Rig and Rally. A couple buddies are getting married the day before the Rig and Rally. Garrett Lloyd, Mason Clements, Mason Hollywood Clements. Um, Oh, after that, I kind of slow down for about two weeks and then head to Reno and hit it hard nice. about every nice. day after that. Yeah, it's awesome. The rodeos are all happening. Fourth of July run looks somewhat normal. Like we're going to be able to go to probably 15 or 16 rodeos in nice. about 11 or 12 days. So looking forward to it. It's going to be a busy year. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of awesome, Clements can grow an incredible Fu Manchu. <laughs> Dude, it's in, it's insane. He's such a hillbilly. That's gross. And Lake Powell took his hat off and he's balding pretty oh. good. And then he yes. had that mustache. Oh man, it was pretty. The hair's cool. got to go somewhere, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the old hillbilly. Yeah, that's great. He's not a redneck. He's a hillbilly. Yeah, for sure, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. That's awesome. Casey, it's been awesome having you on, man. It's good to be back in Las Vegas with you, and I uh, can't wait to be back here in December and watch you watch you go for six. Thank yeah. you very much. Awesome. I appreciate it. We'll do Thank it four you, times in Vegas. Yes, sir. All right, Casey. Okay. Adios. We want to thank Casey Field and Jacob Edler for visiting us on NFR Extra. Want to experience more of NFR? Then visit nfrexperience.com. And we invite you to subscribe to NFR Extra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you're listening right now. If you like what you've heard on NFR Extra, we would love it if you gave us a big five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe. NFR Extra. All dirt. All rodeo. All year. Gotta make it out to Vegas, where the big boys roam, with the rovers and the racers and the bulls and the browns.